Welcome to the Toy Rewind Podcast with your hosts, the Brothers Newland. Now, let's talk toys. I'm Michael. May the fourth be with you. I am John. And I am Andrew. I don't know why you said may the fourth be with you, Michael. This is not a Star Wars episode. <laughs> fourth, fourth. We're recording, we're recording on, on May the fourth. <laughs> but it is not a Star Wars episode. We got, I got, we I didn't got my set Star that Wars up. shirt on. Come on now. But now you got people um, thinking we're talking about Star Wars. No, we're not talking about Star Wars. All right, I'll not just talking wait about Star Wars. for uh, the sixth when we can say Revenge of the Sixth. <laughs> I thought it was Revenge of the Fifth. I thought it was too, really. Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't okay, think okay. much about the Fifth because the Fifth is Cinco de Mayo. It's then you're then it's Revenge of the Sixth after you drank all your Cinco de Mayo stuff. Yes. All right, that makes sense. But okay, okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Toy Rewind Podcast. Uh, just a little place where the three of us like to get together and talk about toys from our childhood and give you a history lesson about how those toys were created and ended up in your households this week specifically we didn't have one of these or we didn't have any of these um we are rewinding back to 1986 to learn about another doll line released by pleasant company um as they were helping kids learn parts about american history uh with books that were written in the perspective of an american girl so we're talking about American Girl dolls this week. Um, this is kind of a big one. Like we didn't have these growing up, but we didn't. But uh, John had some in his house for a while. They've all been sold off to pay the rent and the, or the mortgage. <laughs> and uh, I have one here with me now uh, that is actually Bryony's from when she grew up. So um, it's gonna be fun talking about these and getting a history lesson about them. While they're teaching us history, we're gonna get at their history. <laughs> Look at that. There you go. Uh, John, you want to do your thing before we get into some uh, toy talk? We can. We can. All right. So check our website over at toyrewindpodcast.com. You can also check us out on crossthestreamsmedia.com. As always, while you're over at Cross the Streams Media, leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you like about our stuff, which podcast you like to listen to the most, uh, what toys you have, don't have, ideas for future podcasts, whatever you want us to do. You know, just leave us a voicemail. Uh, we'll play it if we get one. Maybe. <clears throat> you can email us at toyrewindpodcast at gmail.com. Instagram, we'll Twitter, and say what? So we'll play it. Oh, yeah. We'll play it. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch is all Toy Rewind Pod. Facebook and uh, YouTube is Toy Rewind Podcast. And as always, we do stream some of our toy box showcases or little get togethers we do as we decide to show something on uh, YouTube. Facebook and Twitch as well. And then you can play our podcast bingo over at podcastbingo.com backslash toy rewind. Um, so, yeah, um, if you're a fan of our show, you might have heard last week as we were talking uh, the last couple weeks, we've been talking about the dorksman a little bit. <laughs> and uh, we on last week with us. Uh, and there was a, a bit of a question honestly dropped over to uh, the dorksman at. I didn't think they would actually answer it, but they did. They answered which one of their favorite brothers 
which one of the Newland brothers is their favorite. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And um, Michael got a vote. <clears throat> Me and John did not get votes. John got a uh, – he's the I quiet did. and seems like a nice guy. Right, but – you just seem to be thrown in the back and no, like you're... um the best part about that is we are amping up to do our super nintendo episode yeah. and uh clint, clint won't be on for that one mm -mm. sorry clint um he is now as of this episode releasing going to be 85 episodes behind um uh, because we know that he listened to the one with joey uh because they talked about it but that's about it. Uh, so they did ask us a question. Oh, oh, they did. All right. Yeah, they asked us a question. They <laughs> want to know who would win in a fight between the three oh, yeah. of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. I already told y'all. It'd be me. Yeah, so John John says John would win. I don't know why he thinks he would win. Um, Michael's not winning. No, Sorry, Michael. I would, I would win. Why I always do you think win. you would win, Michael? Because I always have. <laughs> yeah, I got my tactics. I know how to beat you guys. <laughs> when did you ever win a fight? <laughs> All, the All the time. So, better question yet. I don't think we've ever really gotten into a fight between no. any of us. No. We've horse played. Someone got through, thrown through a wall or their elbow got thrown through a wall. We moved the speaker and blocked it. Uh, <laughs> that is fixed now. I actually tell you the truth. I'm looking at the spot now. <laughs> yeah, Michael's in that room. Uh, yeah. I am pretty sure that all of us have won in a skirmish, not a fight. None of we've never actually fought, but I'm pretty sure all three of us have won in a skirmish. Right. Hmm. I still think it's me. I'm more trained. Yeah, John's got that okay. military training, but I know, I know y'all's weaknesses. So yeah, if something comes up, I can. And we know yours. <laughs> I don't have weaknesses. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's your answer, Clint. Not that you'll ever hear this, but no, we'll never uh, know. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll never know. We usually we, don't get into we fights. We won't know. Like we won't get in a fight. Yeah. Um, if, if one of us gets hurt, it's probably because we're doing something stupid. It has nothing to do with us fighting. It's because we're doing something stupid and somebody got thrown off or something. Right. I yeah, do. So. I do think, you know, the question comes up every once in a while on their podcast about doing a, a battle Royale between them and was it secondary heroes or something? Ooh. I think, I think three of us could take all of them anyway. So there we go. Be us against I'm, the other two and yeah. So you think you think Toy Rewind can take the Dorksmen and Man. secondary yeah. heroes? Yeah, I think so. So this is now turned into <laughs> the Anchorman fight. Yeah, right. Yep. Because because secondary <clears throat> heroes and the Dorksmen are not combining, right? Nah, they're no, still they're against each fight. other. They're against each other All right. already. All right. So this <laughs> is the Dorks, or this is the Anchorman fight in podcast form. The three of us against the three of them against the three of them. <laughs> and uh, Gary can be the person who watches. He can be the ref. Yeah, he can Referee. be the ref. And maybe maybe, maybe we get the STS guys in on this too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd go yeah. with that. 
Well, maybe, maybe See, it's, is it maybe it is the SDS guys. It's the SDS guys and Dortchman, I think. Maybe is it maybe those? It, maybe it wasn't secondary heroes. Maybe it was SDS guys. The, we know it's not the average. Oh, we'll throw Dortchman them in too. Actually. We'll just all yeah. There we go. It's it's all the podcast fighting. All of us got three people on it. There you go. Okay, there we, we go. Fight. There we go. <laughs> Because it's fun. <laughs> All right. Um, go meet up somewhere and have some good food or something. Go, settle it we down. can have go a listen. food fight. Food fight. There, there we go. go. There we go. go right, listen dude. to the dorksmen. Um, nobody cares about Clint, but go listen to him anyways. Um, he'll have to apologize. He'll have to apologize before we allow him um, back on the show. But, uh, you know, we, we do want that Nintendo like knowledge, but, you know. Somebody deserves an apology. So, all right. Um, this week we are talking. You want an apology? I'm good with him. So I got to vote. Somebody, I, I was. I, he didn't vote for me, but he didn't say bad things about me. Somebody deserves an apology. You can take that up with whoever you think that might be, Clint, and we'll see if it's the right person. Um, but this week we are talking about American Girl dolls. So we need to get on it. And so, Michael, are you ready? As he clears yep. his throat. Let's go. Let's go. Sorry, did, didn't mean to ask you that right at that right time. <clears throat> no, that's fine. Um, all right. Well, then uh, let's rewind and get into it. All right. Okay. So, American Girl dolls. These are 18 inch dolls. Uh, the original ones. There, there's some other sizes. They went a little long, but um, say 18 inch dolls uh, created by Pleasant Roland in 1986 um there were a lot of dolls intended to help teach history so in 1984 roland took a trip to the colonial williamsburg and, and thought that girls might get more into history if they could relate through a doll uh so later when she was shopping for her nieces she realized that uh, pretty much all the dolls that were on the market at the time were were either barbie dolls <clears throat> or cabbage patch dolls and nothing in between. So you had Barbie dolls, which were like teenage, grown up. You no, know, when you're trying to play with them, that's what you're you're trying to be. Or you have Cabbage Patch dolls, and you're trying to be a mama to the Cabbage Patch dolls. So they're not really teaching anything. And she wanted to to teach people things, uh, history and, and American history and all that kind of stuff. So, so that's what she was trying to come up with. So um, after coming up with this idea, she took most of the money. Uh, she had, uh, so she was a, a textbook author and also a TV, TV reporter and a teacher as well. Uh, so she had a bunch of money saved up from royalties from her uh, uh, textbook uh, stuff. So uh, she took most of that money and put it into this and, uh, and they called it after herself called Pleasant Company. So... Uh, she decided to sell the dolls through a, a catalog ordering um, in which you could call, call and place orders. You know, back then, in the 80s, they didn't have web web their web design or, or I mean, web pages or anything like that. The Internet wasn't, wasn't around. Um, and she didn't want to put it in stores. Uh, so she did this catalog, I guess, mailed the catalog out. Then you would... Um, and then you would just call and place orders. There's a lot of catalog stuff going on back in the 70s and 80s. So, uh, so the first, uh, but she did have some pushback uh, from uh, 
from focus groups and others around her that thought kids couldn't handle uh, some of the stuff that she actually put in, which we'll go into. Um, <clears throat> but uh, a lot of people didn't didn't think that this could this would be be a good idea. Uh, but she kept pushing on. It was her her own money, so that's you know didn't really hurt her. She wouldn't have anybody else back her or anything like that. So she put her own money into it and succeeded with it. So. I mean, you so can do what first, you want with your own money. Yeah, you can yeah. do. Yeah, if you want to do it, then do it. Yeah. Um, and it's a great idea. It helps teach teach history, uh, stuff like that. I know um, there's some other issues and stuff with this line that that people thought it wasn't the right thing and stuff like that. You know, with some of the the ideals and stuff that were taught through these dolls, um, and, and especially like like the pushback she's getting. She didn't think. Uh, people didn't think that the issues that she was bringing up was 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 right for for young kids. You know, let's wait till they get older. But you know, I, I, if they understand it, then then they they need to know about it. You know, that's the way I think. So, but <clears throat> okay. So the first three dolls, uh, you had uh, Kirsten, which was a Swedish immigrant growing up in the frontier. Uh, you had Samantha, who was a wealthy Edwardian girl being raised by her grandmother. And then Molly, a girl growing up through World War II. So these were all different different places in history, times in history that these girls' uh, stories were, were being uh, told. So uh, like I said, the dolls, <clears throat> so these dolls came with, with a bed that kind of matched their, their time period. Uh, mm -hmm. that they, you can that the, the girls that playing with them can put them on for, for nap time or whatever <clears throat> and then they had their own period costumes so whatever time period they're in the the wardrobe fits that time period and then there there was trunks that that actually carried them and their belongings in so it was a little trunk that the doll would if you're going somewhere you want to carry it with you you can put the doll in there and then all the other accessories and stuff um and then you can also order uh, clothing that actually matched uh, the doll's clothing that you could actually wear. So the, the little girls that can that had this doll can look just like the doll. <clears throat> so the uh, so like I said, these dolls these were very well made uh, with the heads and arms and legs made of vinyl. Uh, I think it's a spun vinyl is what they called it when you you, you put in this uh, the the mold and you pour the vinyl in there and it spins and it makes sure everything gets uh, formed. All the, the vinyl forms into all the little tiny cracks and, and spaces and everything. And when it comes out, it looks, it's just about perfect. Um, That's how they get about, those details. Yeah. You just spin it and the centrifugal force uh, puts all that vinyl in the right spot. And then when it hardens, you don't have any bubbles or anything like that. So <clears throat> uh, the bodies of the dolls were made of cloth that were hand stuffed, you know, and I think they still do that to this day. They still make them the same way. Um, and the head is attached by a neck cord or zip tie. Uh, it just holds it to that body. Uh, and it, it doesn't, it, it's kind of almost hard to, to separate the head from the body. If, if you're, if the kid played with it too much or really, really rough with it or whatever. So, um, uh, some dolls can take up to almost a year to, to get from, from the time that you ordered it uh, because uh, each face is sculpted by hand uh, to create a more sense of realism. The faces are actually inherently asymmetrical. So it's like a, it's like a person's real, you know, real face 
um, you know, it's going to, it's not going to look perfect. Both sides look the same. So. Hmm. Yeah. Kirsten has one, one, one dimples a little bit more than the the other one. Yeah. So yeah. And one side, I mean, and her, her nose is not straight. <laughs> That's right. cool. Yeah. So you didn't know that till now, huh? No, I didn't. I, I would never, you know, I would never pay that much attention. You would have never noticed either. You learned yeah. I would have never noticed. <laughs> so, um, also creating historical dolls could take up to three to five years as well. Uh, from the concept to the finished product due to the time it takes to create a story. Um, they consult with historians and linguist linguistics linguists. I can't say that right. Um, in order to get everything right about that background of the doll, uh, they would go back into uh, talk to people who were experts in that time period. They would go to museums. They would go to um, just people who were really, really knowledge knowledgeable about that that area that 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 doll was supposed to be placed in the time period, the uh, the area that they grew up in, everything like that. Um, just so they'd have all the details correct in the storyline so they can actually teach the history part of that that area. <clears throat> so, so they're giving real history. They're not making up a history. No, no, they're they're it's, getting real real in-depth history. Yeah. It's not like Little House on the Prairie here. No, no. This is uh, and these these dolls all grew up different different ways and different places. Um, so the dolls, they also come with a book in which you can buy, you can buy the book separately, but when you buy the doll, it came with the book, uh, that detailed the stories and histories of that doll. So each book comes with a, a section that teaches the real history behind the events of that book. So, um, historical events taught in these books <coughs> were, um, like in the case of Samantha, um, child labor at the turn of the century. Um, there's also Addie. There's, uh, like I said, there's, there's a couple other girls here as well. So Addie was another one. Um, uh, she was an enslaved, um, uh, African-American that, that was, that dealt with slavery. And then she ran away and, and became free and stuff like that. So that's part of the story. The, like I said, the history of this it teaches what happened during that time period. Uh, Felicity is another doll. Uh, so this one grew up through the Revolutionary War. So it kind of gives the kid the, a child's pro, uh, uh, background on, on how it was to grow up during the Revolutionary War. Uh, you had Josefina, uh, which was growing up in New Mexico, which was still under the Spanish uh, capitalism or colonism. Uh, colonialism um so before yeah if i get it right if before the u.s took over new mexico it gave that 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 uh her background growing up in that time period <clears throat> and you know that's the original six dolls you had kirsten samantha molly uh Addie, felicity and josefina so that's the six original dolls and their backgrounds uh let's see so later they added a few more. Um, you had Kit, uh, which grew up in the Great Depression. You have uh, Kaya, Kaya. Uh, she had a long name, but she was a. Um, I remember which it was an Indian. 
I can't remember which. Oh, Nez, Nez Pierce. She was a Nez Pierce Indian girl living in the Pacific Northwest before um, anybody discovered that part of the U.S., you know, back before white man showed up and took over the Indian stuff. So, um, so this, she had no knowledge about anything except for the Indian culture that she grew up in. Kaya Yatanami. Yeah. What you just said. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But Kaya is her, her shorter name as she goes by. So, uh, you have Rebecca Rubin who was a Jewish immigrant living in New York city in the early 1910s. Uh, you have, uh, Nanea, she was a, um, a biracial native Hawaiian girl growing up during the attacks during Pearl Harbor. Uh, you had Mary Ellen, which was a girl growing up in the 1950s who has polio. Uh, then you had Melody, <coughs> uh, a black girl growing up in the 1960s, Detroit. Uh, Julio was a girl growing up in the 1970s. And then you had Courtney, which is a girl growing up in the 1980s. So <clears throat> they kind of pick each decade for uh, some of these <clears throat> some of these dolls and their backstories. But, you know, they touched on on the areas eras that they grew up in, you know, like like Kaya, you know, she she her backstory. Is, and like I said, they went back and and talked to people who were actually part of the uh the Nez, uh, Nez Pierce Indians, you know, that have that, that family history. And then <clears throat> they've talked to historians and stuff like that to get all that information, right. So they can write this story about her, uh, the right way. Um, <clears throat> and then this other Rebecca Rubin being an immigrant in New York city, uh, a Jewish immigrant in New York city in the early 1910s. So, you know, they, not only is it that time period, but it's certain areas, you know, that people grew up in. Like, uh, like, like I said, that's New York City. You have mm-hmm. Nenea, uh, who was during Pearl Harbor attacks, you know, that gives her the, the story book and her with her gives that background of what she would have went through as a little girl during that time uh, having to deal with the attacks, you know, at Pearl Harbor. Um, and then Mary Ellen had polio. So you had the, that's something that's not around anymore, but it's, it was a big deal back in the, the early 1900s. You know, the uh, uh, Melody grew up in 1960s Detroit. You know, that's a whole different area than if you grew up, you know, somewhere else in California or Texas or, or you know, New York itself. You know, Detroit was, was, was a different area, you know. Um, so it's, it's, like I said, they, they wanted to teach the history in those, those sections of the country during those time periods. And like I said, there was, there was a lot of backlash on, Hey, I don't think kids should, should, should be able to learn this stuff, but you know, if they understand it, then they'll, they'll learn quicker. You know, it's, it's better for them. So just looking, just looking at these pictures, it's, it's very interesting how they've done all their hair. Like they're very accurate to their hairstyles. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that just helps bring out the more authenticity of these. They're really cool. Yeah. Like I I think, I think she did a, uh, 
she did a great job to uh, to get this going. Yeah. And, and some of them, you know, as they went along, there was other dolls added throughout uh, throughout the years. But uh, some of them had friend, doll, friend dolls, like the first historical Asian-American doll was named Ivy Ling. She was actually Julia's companion, Julia's friend. Um, but, you know, they didn't keep the friend dolls around very long, so they were kind of retired. And some of these some of these dolls as well, they, they retired uh, as time has gone by. So because they keep adding, they'll add more his, his, historian, historical dolls and stuff. Yeah, Ivy, Ivy was released. Ivy was released <clears throat> in 2007 and retired in 2014. Yeah. So. Um, Kirsten here was released in 86 and retired in 2010. Um, but I believe I read something that they were, they actually brought some of them back. Like the, some yeah, of the some of them were state. retired <clears throat> during the nineties and they brought them back for another short run and then they retired them again in the, in like 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, like I said, she had a hard time, uh, uh, trying to get, you know, getting this thing off the ground. And when she did, you know, it was, it was a success. You know, the only, you know, the other big thing that, that was the cost of it. Um, she wanted to, and I understand doing these by hand pretty much. And the time that they spent to, 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 to get all the historical things, right. Um, all the, the clothing, uh, the doll is completely made by hand. Um, <clears throat> everything so it takes time and time is money so it is going to be quite expensive doll for something like that um right. whereas you know you can go get uh, a barbie doll or a brat doll or or cabbage patch doll which was kind of expensive then but it's they're cheap they're cheap cheaply made so it's it's they're cheaper yeah. Whereas these were at the time were what John you said they were like eighty something dollars for eighty two dollars. So how much is eighty two dollars now? Two hundred two hundred and fifteen. <clears throat> so back then in eighty six, two hundred and fifteen dollars if in, in today's money uh, that you're looking at. So that is expensive. So not you had to have a family that was pretty well off to to be able to get a couple of these at least. You know, yeah. If, if you had a, if you were a low middle class or whatever, you you may not, you may not get these. So, uh, and it may be you get one and it's a one one time thing. You know, you may never, you may not get another one. But some of these, you know, that that's one thing that that people talk about is these dolls were <clears throat> were so expensive that not everybody was able to get one. You know, so. Uh, so <clears throat> a few, few things throughout the years, excuse me. As he um, talks, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> um, so in 1988, they had a, a hospital open for these. I know we talked about, uh, a little hospital thing with cabbage patch dolls. I was, I was going to say, was that cabbage patch? Yeah, it was cabbage patch dolls that you would, you would send and, and, uh, and everything. And, and then. But this hospital, when you sent your doll, if you had something poor or something like that, um, arm broke, breaks or something, or you, you need something fixed on the doll, you can send the doll to this hospital, and then they would fix up, fix the doll, patch it up, whatever, and then send it back to you. 
<clears throat> and then they got to the point where when you did that, you see, they sent them back. They had their, they had a new gown on, new gown, uh, a new, uh, and, and some other stuff that's new to it. So they, they added some extra features that you got back once you got your, your doll back. Um, so, uh, 1991, uh, the cloth body color changed from white because original, the original dolls were a white cloth. Uh, John, you said that the, the logo on the back was a curved logo, yeah. uh, with, the uh, with the pleasant company logo. Mm -hmm. And then when they changed this, they changed from white to a, uh, a tan color fabric, the, the logo changed. So if you have uh, a white bodied doll with the curved logo, then it's, it's worth some money. So it's one of the original, one of the first mm -hmm. ones. <clears throat> so, uh, so 1994. Uh, the American Girl of Today line was was released. Uh, these were dolls that represented the individuality and diversity of today's American girls. Um, you can also get um, this line is, is still going was was still going on today, but it's it's kind of changed names. So the same line was renamed just like you in in two thousand six. Uh, My American Girl in 2010, and then Truly Me in 2015. It was the same line; they just kind of changed the name of it. Yeah. So they, uh, <clears throat> you can also order order dolls that that would look just like you. Uh, it's, I think that's part of this line here. Uh, if if you wanted one to look that that resembled the the resembled whoever was going to get it, you can do that. Um, like I said, they'll they take like a picture of you and try to, and, and like I said, that, that goes back with making uh, a year or, or longer to, to make these dolls to, to, to resemble uh, the little girl that, that gets it. So, <clears throat> so uh, 1996, there was an online website that popped up, uh, but you couldn't order anything on it. It was just an online, it just showed the dolls that were available and you still had to call to order these dolls. Uh, see, 1998, um, this is a big thing. 1998, Roland sold the company to Mattel for $700 million. So that's a lot of money. So a lot how, of money. So now. How much How much do you think she had into it? She put a million dollars into it. Because her world, I was reading her royalties from the, the textbooks that she authored was $1.2 million. She set two hundred thousand to the side, just in case something happened. She had that money to the side. She took the other million and put into this and, and made this toy line. So, out of the million dollars that she invested into this, she turned it. She she ended up selling it in nineteen ninety eight, which was thirteen years later for seven hundred million dollars. So, so she already made back the money already. Yeah, she she already made that, the money already back still, on that. And then, Plus. <clears throat> Wow. So I still don't know. I don't know if this is a good investment. But <laughs> you I just, don't know. I don't know if it's a good investment. Like <laughs> it could have been <Yeah>. more. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean seven hundred million dollars in ninety eight, that's a lot of money. You think they've made their seven hundred million back since then? Uh they may have. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have. It's it's Mattel. So anything you get from ninety eight on <clears throat> Is is Mattel made, 
but the dolls are still made the exact same way as they were when she made them back then. So that's okay. 700 million in 1998 would be the equivalent of 1.2 billion now. Really? Wow. So it's kind of boom. One point two. Yeah, that's a lot. I'm pretty sure Mattel has made that much money on this. I mean, with their stores and all their stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, just opening up the stores alone. Yeah, and speaking of the stores, yeah, 1998 was also the first year uh, that that they opened up a store. It was in Chicago. It was uh, American Girl store. And that's that's where you can. That's the first store you can actually go in and buy, uh, buy these dolls. You could buy them anywhere else except for ordering on on the phone. You know the 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 website still didn't have that that where you can order online yet. Uh, you still had to call, but this was the first time you can buy one without having to order it on the <clears throat> uh, online. So you could just go in and buy one that was already pre-made. So. And now, currently, now they had more stores pop up, but currently there's 13 locations here in the U.S. and there's one international location in Manamu, Manama, Buran. I don't know where exactly that's at. It's in Buran, but uh, there's there's only 13. There's only 13 currently. Yes. There's two in Texas. Yeah, there's one in Dallas. Was it the Galleria? Yeah, right and, by the gallery. Yeah, and then there's one in Houston. Um, <clears throat> so there's there's Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Chicago, uh, Columbus, Ohio, Dallas, Hershey, Pennsylvania, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, Nashville, New York City, Orlando, San Francisco, and Washington D.C. are the current locations. Uh, they did have some in, in Seattle, Scottsdale, Arizona, Overland Park, Kansas, Atlanta, Denver, Dubai. There was actually two in Dubai. Uh, there was Toronto, Bloomington, Minnesota, which was Mall of America, uh, Natick, Massachusetts, Mexico City, Mexico, Interlomas, Mexico, Mexico City, Mexico. There was two in Mexico City. Uh, Chesterfield, Missouri, and Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Um, looking at all those, they all closed within the last three years. Now, there's there's one in 2016. One, two, three, four of them closed in 2018. Three of them in 2019. And others closed in 2020. And one of them closed, the Seattle one closed last at, at 2021. So, the last... Three years, most of them have have closed. Three or four years. I, I was about to say, wow. I thought there was one in Denver. Um, so, if it's closed in the last three years, that makes sense. Yeah, Denver. Where did Denver go? I saw Denver. Oh, it closed in twenty twenty. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, this is what other toy line has an entire store dedicated to it? Legos. Lego. <laughs> what else that's pretty much it you know like i can't think of any others and that's you and know they, legos legos is a huge huge toy so i mean this kind of puts it up there around the lego really time if you got <laughs> their little toys but 
<laughs> a big line. They're <clears throat> the fact, and they have these stores. Have you ever been in one, Michael? No, I hadn't been in one. No, John, have you ever been in one? <clears throat> a Lego store or American Doll? An American Girl store. No. <laughs> um, so I've, I've been in the one in Denver and the one in Dallas multiple times. Um, they, you, you go in there to buy something, and like they, there's everything you can get. Again, you get the doll, you get the clothes, you get all of that. You can get your clothes to match, like all the different sizes. You can do the custom ones there where you can order them. And there's like just off the shelf, there's like 92 something versions of the just for you doll or whatever it is, the ones that are just like mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, but then you can customize from there and have it shipped to you where they can customize them and do it more. But like they have 92 okay. different versions that you can walk out of the store with. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, the only the only other toy I, toy line I could think of is is like build a bear, you know. Build a bear, yeah. <laughs> that, you go in and you build your own, yeah. Yeah, like these the, the stores are crazy. You there's a there's a restaurant you can go in and have lunch or dinner with your doll, birthday parties, um, all kinds of stuff. Like That's it is cool. it is a it is an experience. Um, mm. And like we've mentioned, these these girls these aren't cheap, but they're they're very well made. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, not quite up my alley, but I'm glad I have one here. I'm glad Bryony has one. She enjoyed it. I know that. Evie had some. She had some of the cheaper ones, the Welly Wishers, that you could, that when they branched out to Target, mm-hmm. um, you know, she enjoyed those. She still has those. So, yeah, things kind of cool. I like the history part of it, too, like that, mm-hmm. you know. Gives the dolls more of a reason and and like yeah teach kids history like why why not mm-hmm. you know um, I was looking at the one the I, I thought this was this seems a little soon or a little later than I thought Logan was the first American boy doll yes released in 2017 yeah he was seven, 2017 before the first boy doll came boy. out yes. So I thought I, th- I could have swore it was sooner than that, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I, don't know, I looked in several different spots, and the, that's all I saw was 2017 for him. Logan's Logan's <clears throat> story. Um, he's a boy who belongs or becomes part of a music duo with Teeny, and learns the importance of teamwork and dedication, all while dealing with the absence of his dad at home. Mm-hmm. That's heavy. Yeah. Like. Yeah, That's a lot crazy. of these, you know, a lot of these have um, have different, you know, reasons why they were in those those particular time periods. You know, like like I said, was that some uh, Samantha? You know, she was raised by her grandmother. You know, um, they all have different different things, and, and you know, talking about that being heavy, but but Addie was was a slave that escaped. And her story takes her from from ex- escaping slavery and then finding um, being fr- finding the freedom that she needs. You know, all as a little girl. You know, it's not not as an adult that's already grown up, but she has to deal this deal with it. a little girl has to deal with all this. You know, and um, that's what the book kind of takes you through that through that mindset. 
and to, to teach the kids about that time era. Um, the, uh, uh, what else was there? Um, I had another one I was going to think of. The, like Molly would grew up through World War II, you know, what, what was, what, what went on through a little girl's mind having to go through war, you know, having to deal with that, you know, it's a scary time, you know, so, and, and go, oh, I know what I was thinking about. Talking about Addie, Addie was actually, her story was actually <clears throat> adapted by a real person, you know, somebody that, that actually went through that. Um, I didn't catch the lady's name, but. Let's see if I, uh, which one was Addie? Addie was the, the slave girl that, um, and I don't have Yeah, here we go. Up. Addie Walker. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was an exact story from, from that lady, but it was it was um, taken from her, her story and kind of adapted. But uh, <clears throat> but like I said, these are these are kind of heavy, heavy things going through history for, for kids, you know. So right. <clears throat> but oh right. interesting Addie it says Addie released in 93 and got cubed which is a term for uh, the dolls that were only available online and in the flagship stores mm. okay that's that's interesting yeah hmm. so the online um, thing so a few more yeah. year history years here 1999 was the first time you can actually purchase from the website. It was available in the website where you can purchase online. Uh, then there was 2001 where it was Girl of the Year line was released, which was uh, that doll was available that year. And then after the year, they, they it was retired and another doll was put in uh, for the next year. Now, there are some that, that carried over in the two years. Uh, but most of them all had one-year runs, and then they were retired. Uh, around that same time, you had Bitty Baby, a, a line of 15-inch baby dolls targeted the children three years and older. So these were these were targeted for, for some younger kids, uh, younger kids. And then um, 2003, Bitty Twins debuted to represent a slightly older uh, toddler or preschool-sized uh, doll. Uh, and this line was discontinued all in 2016. So it lasted from 2003 to 2016. Um, also, 2003 <clears throat> saw the release of the Hopscotch Hill School line. Uh, this was a 16-inch tall doll and came with uh, jointed limbs and painted eyes. Uh, these, these were aimed at elementary age kids from four to six years old. So probably uh, kindergarten top kids. Uh, and these were sold from 20, 2003 to 2006. And then like Andrew mentioned, the Welly Wishers, these came out in 2016. Uh, these were similar to the Hopscotch Hill school line. Uh, but these dolls had Welly, Wellington boots or Wellies, mm -hmm. I guess you call them. Uh, so there was four of them. Um, and I didn't write down their names, but there was four, four or five dolls in that line. <clears throat> Uh, and then 2017, the last year I have on here, uh, released a, a new 18-inch line called Contemporary Characters. Uh, this line contains dolls that have different interests in life. Uh, this is where Logan comes in. So uh, you had a, an as aspiring country singer. Uh, you had one that was interested in photography. Um, 
And then, like I said, Logan was the first boy doll in this. Uh, he went along with uh, uh, with the group, with uh, the one that was an aspiring country singer. Um, so, and they all had obstacles to overcome. Uh, like I said, Logan didn't have a, didn't grow up without a dad, you know, just kind of things like that is what they kind of put in these stories to help, help teach kids that, that other kids or, or have the same issues that, um, that they have. And then if you put your mind to it, you can overcome those issues and, and do what you want to do. Like, like be a country singer or be a, a photographer or, or something, a painter or whatever you want to do, you can do. So that's just kind of, um, kind of the stuff, stuff that they want to, to teach the kids. So, so I don't like that. I think that's cool. Interesting thing about yeah. the Welly Wishers, because Evie had some of these. They all had these rain boots, these Wellington rain boots, right? Um, and you could get those rain boots for your kids to match. Yeah. And the way they did it is it was a clear rain boot and you had socks that matched what the girls would wear. So you mm -hmm. could wear socks and instead of having to buy four or five pairs of rain boots, you have it's one pair of rain boots and these socks <laughs> that then it shows through. I think that's genius. Hey, that's like, pretty cool, yeah. Because nobody wants to like have to buy all those different pairs of boots so that is genius that they that they thought about that and you know more power to them i, I thanks for saving me you know having five <laughs> pairs of boots around the house yeah yeah so i think that's i think it's awesome i actually like these i think they're pretty cool like i think it's a great idea for a doll line like this to help teach history and whatnot and the fact that she had to go through all of that turmoil and people telling her that kids couldn't deal with it Mm. You know, kids can deal with things. You give it yeah. to them in the way that they, in in like a way that they can handle it. They can deal with, like they can do it, like. And I think that's cool. Yeah. Speaking of, we need to we we gotta rank these. Unless yep. you have any more monthly or any more yearly facts. No, that, that was that's all you know. And, and like I said, they they still make these the same way that she did back in uh, from '86. <clears throat> They're made pretty much exactly the same <clears throat> they're they're durable because they've been they're handmade they're very durable the way they're made so you can actually be the, the kids can actually be kind of rough with them <clears throat> and and still uh the doll holds up so yeah but most of them you know a lot of a lot of adults collect these because they are more of a collectible type thing now yeah um, especially for the pricing yeah the pricing you know and the way and the details that are put into these. Now I think it's even cool that even the like when they do the head, the face molds, uh, the face sculpts, they're they're asymmetrical. So they're uh, they're like real people almost. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know Karen had a bitty baby, and then I want to say she probably had about five that Megan's I, uncle bought for her. And that's why I said you paid the mortgage, much, John. We well. I don't even know if we sold them. We gave them away. So, oh. so John didn't pay the mortgage. No. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's. I let's wouldn't be surprised these. if we still have some up at Megan's parents' house somewhere. Yeah, Mike, where do you <laughs> put these on your list? Um, you know, 
I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the way the the detailing into this. Uh, I'm going to put it right uh, under Beanie Babies, which is 11, 12, 13. So I'm going to go 14 on my, my list. 14 from Michael. Yeah. John? I, I don't know where to put them on my list. Uh, number one? No. <laughs> I think no. it's a great. It just doesn't fit with my my personal opinion. Yeah, I think but, the biggest deal on this one is it's a personal deal. But it's a great, it's a great product. You know, it's got it's a teaching tool is what she really wanted. Pleasant, yeah. Roland wanted to 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 have as that teaching tool, and it's a great teaching tool. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna put them right above Beanie Babies. So number twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Number 12. Mine, mine are going 14 also because I'm putting them right between Polly Pocket or sorry, right between Toll Doll, Troll Dolls and Polly Pocket. Um, the Troll Dolls have a little bit more significance to me. Uh, yeah. But like like we've all said, the history part of this, being able to teach um, the way they're made, the fact that they like to do this asymmetrical thing and, and you know, they're like a real person. Like, I think that's great. You know, having collectibles, these are this is this is awesome. Like this one's gonna go on the shelf. We pulled it out of the box this morning. It's gonna go on the shelf over there. Um, and I think it's awesome. Like, like I said, you gotta teach. You gotta that. That's great. And I'm I'm sad that they they're not gonna be higher. But you know, I like Mad Balls. <laughs> I got to look at some Mad Balls is pretty low on my list. I didn't realize they're that and Popples. I'm all, why did they got Popples so low on my list? Uh, Mad yeah. balls are number eight for me, but GoBots are number six. I, stupid GoBots. <laughs> I think I missed them after I was looking at so many things. Speaking, um, of, speaking of, you got a GoBot. Um, what do you guys think? No. You think Larry had one of these? No, <laughs> not this no? one. No. Let's see, Larry. Hey, hey, it's Larry uh, from the STS guys. Um, American Girl Dolls. Uh, probably no surprise here. I did not have an American Girl Doll. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with the boys having an American Girl Doll. Uh, I just didn't have one. Um, thanks, Larry. Thanks for dropping us a line. Uh, by the way, Larry uses that voicemail feature that John was talking about earlier to send those into us. So uh, you could hear yourself on this podcast if you did that. Um, I think it's funny that he is like, it's not that it's bad to, for boys to have an American girl though, but just didn't, you know, I, I think that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, what else you guys, what else we got on these? We're not surprised that Larry no. didn't have, one. um, no, I think that's that pretty much covers American doll line. Like I said, it's. To me, it seems like a great teaching tool for, for younger kids. It helps them understand uh, some of these big times throughout our history. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah the heaviness of these anymore. stories. The, I mean, the yeah, heaviness you dig of these in, stories. You dig into them. Yeah, there's there's some serious stuff going on. It's it's like Up. It's like the beginning part of Up. Mm -hmm. Like, I, rem I still remember when I first watched that movie and I was like, Pixar did that really like wow and they did a great job at it but it was like heavy that's yeah. probably what these are like they they 
they take care of something really well. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast where we talk about toy lines. Um, we've been doing this. This is episode 86. So we've been doing this for a while now. Um, we are also part of a podcasting group called Cross Streams Media. Um, so you can go and check out some of the other partner podcasts that we have, crossstreamsmedia.com. Things like The Dorksmen, The SDS Guys, Secondary Heroes, Three Beers and a Mic, The Movie Gap, The Dan Aykroyd Podcast, The Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson Podcast, Front Row Negative, The Art of the Boar, Beering Ain't Easy, Hot Tub Beer, Which is More Gooder, Deep Dive into a Dive Bar. There's lots of content, pretty much almost something for anybody there. Um, so you should go check it out. Go to crossstreamsmedia.com. That's also, you can find us there, and that's how you can leave us those voicemails. Um, you can also get a lot of our information, like our toy listings that we were just talking about, um, our rankings. You can see those over at toyrewindpodcast.com. I need to put a link to go over to Cross Streams to leave us a voicemail directly from our site. I should yeah. do that this week. <clears throat> yeah, so, I've, uh, I've been I've been listening to Three Beers and a Mic do their um, their uh, review of uh, Moon Knight. So, oh, Moon Knight. Yeah, and and yeah, I don't. Dwayne just doesn't get it, I guess. So, so um, funny thing. I gotta about watch Moon the last Knight. one. So funny thing yeah. about Moon Knight, you guys started that, and you were like, "Why aren't you watching it?" And I like, I finished it before you guys did. Well, it came out okay. So as of us recording this, it came out this morning, yeah. and Wednesdays are my early day. So yeah, I'm pretty sure Joey. I'm. I'm pretty sure Joey watched this before he went to work this morning. Oh, he probably and he's watched a teacher it last night before he went to bed. Yeah, but I had a, I had a late night last night. I had to turn around and get up early this morning, so I didn't have time to. It's a great show. The last couple minutes, oof, man. I may watch I, it. I just I may go watch it now because I don't have to get up early in the morning. So yeah, it's a great I, I show. Do. I got to get up, so I, it won't be till tomorrow before I see it. So um, I want to see how they get everything fit in the last twenty minutes of the show. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's really worth it. I, um, I short. Episode. I really like the storyline. I do too. I really I, like I do. Like I, it's a it's a good change from like normal superheroes and. Marvel stuff, like it's a. I like it. I think they did a really good job. At it. It's different, Aww. yeah. It's different, very much. And I like, I like how they did the storyline. Yeah, I, I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, mm-hmm. I would that I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> um, and then I was trying to figure out how they were going to explain a lot of things, and they did a great job at that. Yeah. So. I'm very much happy with it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, Andrew, did you uh, you you like to work numbers on these episodes that we do? Did you match the year these came out with the episode number, or did you even catch that? Oh yes, John. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> do you really have to ask that? He did. He knew know? what he was doing. <laughs> Anybody know what year the movie Willow came out is? Oh man, John, I, I I know it. Go. I don't know. Oh come on, it's head. episode eighty-eight. Right. Come on, they're all lined up. Everything is lined up with something. Episode ninety. <laughs> a little history on this. Episode ninety. We're about to talk about some more Happy Meal toys, starting from ninety to ninety-five. Mm-hmm. Come on, John. You you know I did that. You know I did that on purpose. <laughs> Eighty-six. I can't wait. My favorite. I can't 
I know you're you're waiting for 88. I'm waiting for 93. I can't wait for episode 93. So we're gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. You can try to figure out what you think might be coming in 90, episode 93. So with this, thanks for listening to episode 86 of the Toy Rewind podcast. And on behalf of the Brothers Newland, I'm trying to find it. Play on. You've been listening to the Toy Rewind Podcast. Follow and join in the conversations at ToyRewindPodcast.com. has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.